0: I don't know about you, but I have been in a bunch of meetings where the agenda said one thing and we talked about something totally different for the majority of time because we got just sidetracked in a total different direction and conversation and the things that were set out to do didn't get done. Has that ever happened to you? Or do you feel like when you lead a meeting, uh, there is a tendency to get off track? Well, if that is you, stay tuned for after the music and we will fix that once and for all. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity, become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution podcast. Well, welcome back to the Academic Revolution podcast. I'm so excited you're here and hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, today is part three of the podcast series on how to run effective meetings in medicine. And today we're going to stay Uh, talk about to stay on point and make sure that your meeting doesn't get hijacked so again this is the third of a four-part series on how to run effective meetings which is straight from pillar number two of the physician success dna method and pillar number two is all about leadership identity But that doesn't mean just leadership like identity. That also means leadership skills. And I would say one of the most remarkable leadership skills you can have is actually really lead meetings well. There's so much more than just logistics and agenda that goes into it. It's communication. It's being a visionary. It's uh, edifying people and also redirecting people. It takes the whole gamut of leadership to run a meeting really well. That's why it's sitting under this pillar, and today we're going to get right into it. So the last two episodes, we can go back to episode 38 and 39 to listen to setting expectation for the meeting, which was last week, and then also to create the correct setup for the meeting. So these were points we talked about that pretty much happened all before the meeting. Today, I want to talk about managing expectations, staying on point in the meeting and managing difficult people. Um, This is going to be interesting. So I want to give you a couple quick tips. This should not take too long that really help you to make sure your meeting stays on track. Well, the first one is very clear. To stay on point, You need to make sure you have an agenda. And if you did the right process and followed the four steps that I'm outlining in these four podcast episodes, the very first step was to set an agenda. And I have to say, many people skip that. I have done that at times and I still sometimes run the risk. Uh, if there is a standing meeting, to not be as mindful with the agenda. So really important, set a very clear agenda so everybody knows what to expect, what's on the docket for discussion, and how much time things should take. Just take your best guess. So the agenda is really your roadmap and your blueprint for that meeting. And it is something that should keep you on track and help you stay on point As a guide, so you are mindful when things get a little bit off track and the conversation gets led elsewhere. We also talked about last time that it's really important to set the right expectations, meaning you know exactly what a win looks like at the end of this meeting. How can we know at the end of our time together that this was a successful meeting? So that is really critical when you talk about expectations and setting expectations, which we talked last time. But then there are situations, and I'm sure you have all experienced them in various meetings across medicine and across even lab meetings where things get a little off track, (laughs) where people might come up with ideas that are really good ideas but not directly related to either the agenda or the desired outcome of that meeting. People might bring up important conversations, topics, problems that definitely need attention but that are not moving forward the needle of what needed to be addressed that particular day in that particular meeting. And one simple strategy to just make sure that that conversation doesn't get lost or ignored is to put it on what many people call the parking lot. You should have a list on your agenda or in your notes, parking lot. And these are the items that legitimately are brought up. Maybe there is a problem, a workflow problem in your clinic. Maybe there's an issue in your laboratory that needs to be fixed. Uh, I don't know, something with a freezer or disorganization or supply and purchasing in your laboratory. Um, Whatever it might be, chances are if somebody brings it up as an issue, it might be important and something got triggered to them that they want to bring this up. Maybe something jogged their memory in a discussion about something completely different. That's all good. You want to take note of that. You want to acknowledge that point to the person that brings it up and say, you know, you bring up a really good point. We definitely need to address that. That's a huge issue. Now, today's meeting is set aside to talk about XYZ, whatever your agenda is, in order to make sure we accomplish today's goal for today's meeting and making sure that we have enough time to talk about this very problem you just brought up, I suggest we set up a separate meeting for that. Put it on the parking lot. Expect an invitation to another meeting to discuss this problem. And you determine how urgent or non-urgent it is, but this is a very helpful way To say, I'm not ignoring you, I'm not trying to cut it off, but I'm trying to make sure we accomplish the goal for today's meeting and give your concern enough time on a separate meeting. If we just get sidetracked, chances are we're not making progress either on today's agenda or on the issue that was brought up. So a parking lot is a very powerful, totally underutilized tool that you can use in your meetings. If you are not actually leading the meeting and the meeting gets sidetracked and you're just a participant, it's totally fine. You can be a leader and stand up and say, this is a really good point. Maybe we should set up a separate time. And you can even take charge and make note of it to help get people back on track when you observe that things are falling off track. We are all responsible and you can take a leadership role in that even if you are not the formal leader of that meeting. And people appreciate that if you do. That in a kind way to make sure everybody moves forward. The second key part to staying on point is the much harder one, probably, and a little bit of a dreadful one, but how to manage difficult people. And really, let's put difficult in quotation marks. People usually don't try to be difficult, they just have different characteristics. They have different strengths. Anything I'm saying here, please take that with a, a sense of love. We don't want to, you know, judge people or be annoyed. Even sometimes it can be difficult in meetings when there's a lot of different characters at play to make sure that the group stays together. What we really want to do is make sure that everybody feels part of the team, that everybody's strength is heard, and not be too judgmental of different challenges. Just know how to kindly and in love redirect for the greater purpose of making sure the desired outcome of the meeting is met to bring the group forward and move the team forward. So what are some difficult situations that might come up that I want you to just be mindful about and again, be a leader to step up to redirect those situations in a loving and kind way. So the first one is there is always some people that um, that are just sort of the chatter type of people—they they might have side conversations. For example, they start conversations with somebody, they are their neighbor at the table, and then it gets very disruptive. This often happens in bigger t- uh, meetings, or when meetings don't start on time—that's a whole other thing. You must start your meeting on time. We can talk about that next time. But the key part is that uh, people started chatting because they are like, "Oh, we are still waiting for other people." and then it's really hard to stop those side chatter conversations. So if you have side conversations going on, you need to make sure that they come back to the table and not sort of hijack the meeting on the side. So one way to bring them in to just maybe say, hey, is this something that the rest of the group might be interested in hearing as well? Could you just maybe speak up about that? And then it will come very obvious, like either they talked about the weather or their latest vacation or some other stuff that is irrelevant to the meeting and they will apologize. <laughs> or they will say, oh, you know, we were just talking about XYZ and they bring it to the group. Again, that's a respectful way to do that. Then. They are what I would call the ramblers. Those are the people that can go off on a tangent for 10, 15 minutes nonstop. And it's really hard to interrupt them and you're even like losing track of what what were they trying to bring up in the first place. And sometimes you just have to kindly interrupt those people and, and just say, thanks for bringing up all your concerns. Let's just bring it back and ask, how is the contribution critical to the conversation we have at hand? Can you distill down in just one sentence or in three buzzwords is how is it relevant to what we are discussing right now? Because often people get up, Lost in a zoo of words and uh, it just leads nowhere. Um, and it's hard because that disengages everybody else. And you can kind of sense in the room, everybody's rolling their eyes when that person starts to talk. There's just people that like to hear themselves talk. They're, that's just their characteristic. Um, so you just have to rein them back in kindly and say, okay. I don't mean to be disruptive. We want to make sure we complete the agenda. What is the most critical point we should pay attention to based, again, on the desired outcome or the agenda? You always go back to, hey, here's the ground level agenda and the desired outcome we all agreed to for today. And that brings everybody back to the same level. The next challenging character you might have in a group of people is the disruptors. These are the type of people who tend to disrupt the flow of the meeting and flow of the ideas. Usually, maybe they have an issue with the agenda in the first place. Um, They just feel very strongly about something and something different. They really want to be the contrarian to the meeting. And I don't mean uh, a type of person that sort of wants to challenge everybody and stretch the ideas to solve problems with like bigger thinking. That's good. You want to have that level of discussion. But they are people that no matter what are just going to be oppositional and disruptive. And sometimes they have their own agenda. It's really important to address that as well, because otherwise the painting can become toxic and other people don't feel hurt and they can easily take over. And depending on what the topic is, they bring up is sometimes appropriate to either Um, basically use deflection techniques, again, that they are perhaps off-topic. Like, is this something maybe that's a bit off-topic that's not leading to a conclusion to, again, drive the agenda or the desired outcome for the meeting forward? Maybe this is something you can just say, maybe we should put this on the parking lot or, hey, perhaps we can talk about this offline or after the meeting or set up a separate time to, again... Stop the disruption and get back on track and everybody on the same page. Then it's probably my favorite because um, I had a lot of naysayers in my life. So naysayers in a meeting can be quite challenging as well. They are just the negative people. Anytime you bring up an idea that give you 10 reasons or 20 reasons why it doesn't work, why it won't work, um, they are just negative and naysayers all the way around. And that's just their personality trait. And that can be sometimes a little bit of an energy drain. And you might just confront that up front. If there is somebody in the room that constantly says nay and it cannot work, you might just bring it back to the group and say, well, is anybody else feeling this way? Is there enough evidence? Is this enough of a big issue that we really need to address this? Uh, And a lot of times you might find is, yeah, some people say, yeah, that that might be the case, but people usually don't feel that strongly, especially if it's like a real naysayer that sees a problem in just about anything. And sometimes you just have to say, I see your point. I think we won't know if it works or doesn't work until we try it out, which is actually true for everything in life so you really want to kind of um, not expose in a negative way but bring it out in the open what the naysayer says or there are reasons why something a problem uh, or a solution to a problem might not work just bring that out in the open Uh, let others chime in again to engage the group your goal will be always to engage the group and keep things moving forward versus letting one character no matter which one, take over and hijack the entire meeting. That's the important part. And the last thing I want to say also about the naysayer is you don't always look in every meeting for 100% agreement, meaning people will likely not agree On everything, on the same approach. This is not like a 100% voting agreement on XYZ, Uh, but you want to at least create alignment so we can all come under the same vision, idea, and goal, and we understand that there might be some different ways to get there. That's really important. You really want to create alignment amongst the group. And then the last person I would say um, to worthwhile mentioning is sort of the the crier, the cries people that always feel wounded, hurt, not supported, and sometimes have their own pity parties. And it's important to hear this, people. Acknowledge they hurt. Make sure they feel hurt. But then you also have to move on. You cannot like sit into the the pity party or you should not open doors to a pity party. That might just drains the energy of the meeting and the entire group. Again, you want to keep the energy up, but you also want to acknowledge what people are feeling. So they felt hurt. They felt like, yeah, I'm in. I'm having a hard time f- with executing on this project for example and they have 100 excuses or 100 reasons why or maybe they have some real valid horrible things happening in their life hear them but don't let that hijack the meeting and maybe sometimes people then need some personal one-on-one support and you can offer that as well for some more personal directed time And the last thing I want to say as a leader, you want to really make sure that you didn't lead the meeting well, that you are ahead of time, kind of familiar. Chances are, if you know the people in the room, at least most of the people, you have a good sense who is going to be uh, maybe going off on a tangent and rambling a little bit too much. You kind of know who is the oppositional person that always is kind of going in the opposite direction and a little bit disruptive that way. You might know who is going to be the naysayer and just doesn't believe anything ever will work out. Um so be mindful of that, but they're all stakeholders in some way uh, and important to the conversation otherwise they shouldn't be in the room. And if that is true, just you know, be mindful, be prepared, know their characteristics and then be mindful as you call on some of these people perhaps even during the meeting what their response might look like. But also know there are some other people you can call in to help you even redirect the conversations based on their characteristics and strength. So always make sure you keep on engaging various people to keep everybody moving forward. And again, you want to avoid that people check out of the meeting because someone or a group of people is taking over because then you lose the real estate in the room, the value of those other people and the interest and then people just kind of get frustrated. So in summary... When we talk about staying on point, the first one, you have to make sure you have a agenda to follow and keep the desired outcome in mind. Second one, utilize the parking lot when things get off track, but make sure you acknowledge those important items and follow up on them. And number three, we talked about managing, challenging, or perhaps even disruptive people, meeting them with, uh, with love, with kindness, with care, but also being assertive, being a leader and actually redirecting the conversation not just for your sake but for the group sake that the goals and vision for the group is driven forward with that um, i will see you in the last episode or i will hear you we talked to each other on the last episode part four of how to run effective meetings in the meantime go to ingahoffman.com 1f2n's Forward slash meetings again, ingahoffman.com forward slash meetings and download your free guide how to run effective meetings in medicine. I put a little quick cheat sheet, sheet to, for you together that you can use uh, at your institution whether it's a lab meeting, a leadership meeting, a clinical uh, operations meeting, whatever it might be, this will be a highly valuable tool for you to run your meetings effectively and perhaps even get some meetings off your calendar. We can talk about that another time too. Have a wonderful day and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Academic Revolution podcast today. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I would love for you to share it with your friends and colleagues and help create a movement that changes the future of academic medicine forever. Also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and visit inga.hoffman.com for more information on how to work with me. Links are in the show notes. Until then, be well and see you on the next episode of the Academic Revolution Podcast.